Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C. Edgley Jr., and the title of today's episode is Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. So our scripture is going to come from the second letter to the Corinthian church, beginning at the 12th chapter and the ninth verse, and it reads as follows. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. If it be the will of God, just for a moment, I want to talk about amazing grace. Um, most of you know my story, but if you don't, uh, I'm here 34 years now, uh, but looking back, I almost didn't make it to see 16. And so I had a battle with uh, bacterial meningitis almost 18 years ago now. And um, parents took me to an emergency room with excruciating headaches and not eating and, you know, not drinking, and um, they diagnosed me with migraine headaches and sent me home after they did all the testing and things like that. Essentially, uh, I was sent home and I would have died. Uh, but my mother, being having a medical background and everything, realized that no, it couldn't just be migraine headaches keeping me from eating and, and drinking and in and, and constant excruciating pain. And so, uh, took me to Texas Children to get a second opinion. After collapsing in the waiting room and um, going through all the procedures and protocols, and finally they came to the conclusion that I had bacterial meningitis. And just in the nick of time, uh, happened to be in the hospital when I collapsed. And they were able to detect the meningitis. And I'm still here to this day. Now, don't get me wrong, the meningitis took its toll. Uh, leaving me with hearing impairment and vision impairment, potentially impairments that I'll have to deal with, you know, for the rest of my life. But uh, God is good and his grace, his grace is so amazing. And, and when we look at this particular passage of scripture uh, written by the apostle Paul, we really, really get a true picture of the amazingness the awesomeness, the wonderfulness of God's grace. The first thing I like about this passage of scripture, the first thing that speaks to me uh, that I believe that God says to us through this passage of scripture is that as humans, as Christian followers of Christ, as, as believers, we ought to take ownership of our weaknesses. And I know that's something that, that's kind of hard to do being an African-American uh, man, for sure. I know that it's kind of hard to take ownership of your weaknesses, uh, but also being a preacher, uh, a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's hard to take ownership of your weaknesses. But I like what the Apostle Paul does in this particular passage of scripture. He takes ownership of his weaknesses. He, he says that... <laughs> I will gladly boast 
about my weaknesses, my inadequacies, my 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 failures, my 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 uh, insufficiencies. I will gladly boast about the parts in my life in which I am weak. It's not often that you find a man willing to talk about his insufficiencies. It's not often that you find humans that are willing to discuss their inadequacies, the, the, the places in their life in which they know that, that they are unsatisfactory, that, that, that they are weak. But in this particular passage of scripture, this renowned preacher, the, the, this, this, this wonderful Bible writer, this person who has a personal close relationship with Jesus, that talks with Jesus, that walks with Jesus, is opening himself up to the scrutiny of everyone who reads these letters and saying, I have weaknesses. I have insufficiencies. I got flaws. I got failures. I'm not perfect, and I never will be perfect. Ain't that something? Because a lot of times we walk around as Christians and we feel like we have to hide our flaws. We feel like we have to hide our failures. We feel like we have to hide our imperfections. But in all actualities, it's our imperfections, it's our failures, it's our flaws, it's our inadequacies that ultimately bring us closer to God, that ultimately allow us to open ourselves to experience his grace and his power more vividly and more clearly and, and, and more freely because it's in our weakness that God will establish his strength. And, and so the more we don't take ownership of our weaknesses, the more we try to hide our imperfections, we try to hide our flaws and our failures. We, 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 we try to be high and mighty, but in all actuality, we need to humble ourselves <coughs> in order that God might be strong in us, in order that God might perfect his strength on the inside of us. But as long as we keep walking around and, 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 and pretending like we don't have any flaws, pretending like there's nothing wrong about us, pretending like everything in our lives is perfect and peachy and, 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 and everything is a crystal staircase and there's nothing ever that could be wrong with us, uh, we're actually playing right into the devil's playbook because God is not looking for us to be perfect. God is, is not looking for us to walk in perfection. God is looking for us to take ownership of our weaknesses that in him we might find strength. So what does that mean? That means that as Christians, we must acknowledge that we are lacking. We are lacking in our proper authority. We are lacking in, in, in sometimes we're lacking in proper, having the proper means to do things. We're, we're, we're lacking in, in, in strength oftentimes. We're lacking in courage oftentimes. We, are, we're, we're, we, we don't possess the proper glory or the proper honor. We don't possess the proper majesty or the proper holiness. Uh, we don't possess this super incredible strength. We don't possess a, a, a courage that don't sometimes get shaky. We don't have super faith. We, we, we don't have everything right all the time. 
There are times when we dead wrong as two left feet. And, and, and we have to be humble enough to understand that in our humanity, we are lacking. We were not created to be all sufficient within ourselves. We, we just weren't created to be this way. And, and in reading scripture, we know that we strive for perfection, but the manner in which we strive for perfection is not within our own strength, or our own ability, because without, within our own strength and our own ability, there is lack. Within our own faith, there is lack. Within our own holiness and righteousness, there is lack. Within our own ability to do all things, there is no ability to do all things. And so we have to tap into something that's greater. In order for us to be the men and women of God that he has called us to be, we must subscribe to a power that is greater than our own power. In order for us to be the Christians that God has called us to be, we must subscribe to a power that is higher than the power that we possess on the inside of us. We need a power that is bigger than all of the powers of this world. Because you see, a lot of people have power. The government has power. Um, 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 institutions have power. There are people with money that have power. There are people with prestige that have power. But when you subscribe to a power that is greater than any other power on the earth, that is the only time when you will truly, truly have power. Because God has power over all of the powers. And so I need to subscribe to a power that's bigger than the power at the bank. I need to subscribe to a power that's bigger than the power at the highest educational institutions around the world. I need to subscribe to a power that's more has more authority than any governmental agency all over the world. In order to do that, I must, I have to find my power in Christ Jesus. The power of God rests in Christ Jesus. And it is a power that has dominion and authority over all other powers in the universe, in creation, beyond creation, outside of creation, inside of creation, inside of time, outside of time. God's power is more powerful than any other power ever known to any man, to any creature, to anything that has been created. There is no power that is greater than the power of God. And Jesus Christ is an expression of God's power. Not only is he an expression of God's power, he is God's power. And so when I want to tap into power, I must subscribe to Jesus Christ. When I want to tap into a power that's greater than any other power known to mankind, I must tap into the power that is within Jesus Christ. And I like this particular passage of scripture because it, it says, my, my, and my. 
<laughs> it says, my, my, and my. My grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul's my, it says, my weakness. I will gladly boast about my weakness. So you have two minds that come from Jesus, and you have one mind that comes from Paul. The two minds that come from Jesus say, my grace is sufficient, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul's mind is simply, I will gladly boast about my weakness. And, 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 and that's where we want to be when we talk about tapping into the power of Jesus Christ. We want to know that his grace and his power is, is sufficient. His grace and his power is perfect. And all we need to do is acknowledge and take ownership of the fact that we are weak and we are in need of a power that is bigger, a power that is greater than what we currently have, a power that is greater than any other power that exists in this world. And so if I tap into a power that is greater, then the minds of God will outweigh the minds of myself. His minds are bigger than my minds. His, my grace, God's grace, my power, his power is bigger than my weakness. Ain't that a blessing to know that the grace and power of God is sufficient and will take care of all of the weaknesses and the insufficiencies and the inadequacies of mankind? But in order for me to tap into his grace and his power, I've got to accept that I'm going to take on weakness. I'm going to be made weak. I'm going to be inadequate. I'm going to be insufficient. I'm not always going to have it all together. I'm going to be flawed. I'm going to walk in imperfection. And I'm glad. I will gladly boast about my flaws. I will gladly boast about these imperfections and weaknesses just because I know that in my weakness, God will perfect his strength. In my weakness, God will cover me with his grace. And, and, and so I'm glad that I've been made weak because I know that God's power is working on the inside of me. I'm glad that I've been made inadequate because I know that in God's power, I'm, his adequacy is flowing through me. His adequacy is working in me. His power is working on the inside of me. His power is working on the outside of me. His power is working within me. His power is flowing through me. <coughs> and so within me, I have the power of his crucifixion. Within me, I have the power of his resurrection. 
Within me, I have the power of his suffering. Within me, I have the power of his salvation. This power is working on the inside of me. This power is working on the outside of me. This power is working through me. This power is power has power over all other powers that exist in the universe. I'm talking about God's grace is powerfully at work on the inside of us. God's grace is powerfully at work through us. And, and, and when we acknowledge that it's not by might, not by our physical might, and not by our physical strength, but it's the grace of God working on the inside of us. It's the grace of God that is working through us. Then we begin to realize that his grace is what allows us to testify. If anybody asks you what is your testimony, <laughs> just tell them it's God's grace. You see, <laughs> I can give you the long version and tell you that I almost died from bacterial meningitis. I can give you the long version and tell you about all of my failures and my mistakes that I've made throughout my entire life. I can give you the long version and tell you about how I walk around as an individual with deafness and blindness, and, 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 and I'm still teaching, still preaching, still praying. But, but if you want to summarize it, uh, the, the summary of my testimony is that God's grace is so amazing. And, and God's grace is so wonderful that it could take somebody as wretched as me and, and, and somebody as lost as me and somebody as not deserving as me and, and, and use me to minister and to preach and to teach God's gospel and use me to pray for others and to use me to teach uh, those youth that are coming up in, in, in Texas and beyond Texas and, and, and something as awesome as God's grace, something that I don't deserve, something that I could never possibly ever earn. It, it, it covers my flaws. It covers my failures. It covers my inadequacies. It covers my imperfections. If you want to know about God's grace, <coughs> look at me and you can see that God's grace is good enough uh, to cover whatever flaw, whatever failure, whatever imperfection you might have. God's grace is good enough to cover you from the crown of your head down to the soles of your feet. His grace is what allows me to walk. His grace is what allows me to talk. His grace is what allows me to preach. His grace is what allows me to teach. His grace has covered me. His grace has washed me and washed me white as snow. His grace covers my weaknesses. His grace covers my flaws. His grace covers my failures. His grace covers my imperfections. His grace is what has allowed me to keep on serving. 34 years strong now, 
when I could have died back at 16. Nothing but the grace and mercy of God that has kept me and brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. But you just heard about when I was 16. That's not even going back to when I was born breech and I had a neutral cord wrapped around my neck. Mother was in labor for hours and hours and hours. I was in distress, <laughs> made it just enough time for the doctors to perform a cesarean. And, and, and that's not all. <coughs> I've come through a, a hostage situation in a washroom, in a laundry room. Uh, 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 arm robber came in waving his gun around and God's grace kept me. But that's not all. I've been in car accidents. I've been in situation after dangerous situation after dangerous situation. And, and through it all, God's grace kept me. Through it all, God's grace delivered me. Through it all, I've been kept by the grace and the mercy of God. Some situations I created on my own account. Some situations I was brought into uh, uh, just due to dangerous, adverse situations. Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh that buffets and buffets and buffets. Some situations I brought myself into. Some situations the devil threw me into. But through it all, God has kept me. Through it all, God's grace never left my side. And I'm here because of God's amazing grace do you know about God's amazing grace? I'll tell you about God's amazing grace. Amazing grace came down through 42 generations. Amazing grace came in the form of a little baby full of grace and full of power and full of truth. Grace ministered here on the earth. Grace ministered for 33 years. Grace was crucified upon an old rugged cross. Grace died, certainly he died. Do you know Grace? <laughs> but Grace didn't stay dead. Grace got up early on Sunday morning and now <laughs> Grace walks with me and Grace talks with me. Grace lets me know that I am his own. <laughs> and I love how Grace talked with Paul right here in these scriptures. Grace said, my grace, is sufficient for you. Grace told them, my grace is sufficient and my power is made perfect in your weakness. So I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll gladly boast about where I'm weak. I'll gladly boast about my flaws, my imperfections and my failures because amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see grace that saved me. Grace that delivered me. Grace that kept me. Grace that awoke with me. And grace that talked with me. Grace. If anybody asks you, how I got here, how I made it this far. It was God's grace that kept me. God's grace that sustained me.
Thank God for his amazing grace. To God be the glory. May God bless you and may God keep you is my prayer.